Today is Saturday, February 27th, and you're listening to the MS is Messy podcast. After six months of doing this podcast, I finally sprung for a professional mic. So I'm not sure you'll even be able to tell the difference, but it makes me feel like a real podcaster. Last Friday, I got Botox, and no, not what you're probably thinking, I got it for. I'm certainly to the age to probably need a little help with the wrinkles, but that's that's the least of my problems these days. It's a cruel irony that although I look younger than I am, I feel much older most days. For those of you old enough to remember Zsa Zsa Gabor famously saying that it's better to look good than to feel good, but I couldn't disagree more with the sentiment. I hear several times a week how good I look, but what's left unsaid is for being sick. But I'm not complaining, trust me. It's really nice to get a compliment no matter what the reason. I've struggled with an overactive bladder since I was in my 20s. In fact, having to go to the bathroom all the time was one of my very first symptoms of MS. When I was working in retail management, it was always so frustrating to have to stop what I was doing to run and find a bathroom. An old boss told me years later that the consensus was that every time I scurried out of a large gathering right after the president or VP of operations had spoken, that I was being a brown noser, chasing after one of the exiting executives instead of what I was really doing, trying to get to the bathroom before I had an accident. My years in retail were especially challenging because I was always on my feet. But as challenging as the long days at work were, just getting to work became a fiasco once we moved to Chicago. I worked down on Michigan Avenue, a good hour or more from where we lived in the suburbs. When I drove into the city each day, I had to leave myself extra time as I almost never could make the trip without stopping at least once. One of my favorite stops was the Sheridan off of Lower Wacker because I could pull up, leave my car and run into the bathroom before anyone noticed. These were the days before 9-11, so security was a little different back then than it is now. I did almost get towed one day, so I had to figure out alternative places to stop. One late night after a long, exhausting day, I had to go taking an exit near the old United Center by Malcolm X, by Malcolm X College. I was totally lost, very quickly, ending up in a severely neglected neighborhood where there were few street lights and even fewer businesses that were open that late. I parked and walked into a little corner store and the attendant told me in no uncertain terms that I should not be there by myself at that hour, that it was dangerous for me. She did help me get back to the tollway, but I was forced to make unsafe decisions like this one all the time because of my bladder. Eventually, I was forced to take the train in because at least there was a bathroom, albeit disgustingly dirty, on every other car. I had to take a taxi over from the train, which got expensive, but not as expensive as always having to purchase new underwear and pants after an accident in the car. Once I stopped working outside the home and our weekends revolved around dance recitals and baseball games, the same scramble to find a bathroom plagued me. I had to use porta potties at ballparks that the other moms would warn me were hazardous at best. And that was if there was even a bathroom because some of the tournaments out in rural Illinois didn't provide facilities at all. So I would go driving in search of a restroom on unfamiliar back roads, missing more of the games that I was there to see. So after years of tempting fate, 
and the capacity of my bladder, I was at my wit's end. I had been to every urologist I could find, had tried every oral medication available, undergone two painful experimental interstem procedures, and had exhausted all my options, I thought. Then the FDA approved Botox for the bladder about 10 years ago. Initially, the only doctor in the area who performed this new procedure was this curmudgeon old man who was my who on my very first visit invited four or five med students into the examining room while I lie there peeing uncontrollably. So humiliating. The procedure was much more involved and painful back then, but has become old hat now. Once every six months or so in an outpatient procedure, I go see a nice young woman urologist who numbs the bladder with some Novocaine, injects me with 30 quick pokes directly into the bladder wall, and sends me on my way. After years of having this treatment without any Novocaine, I am grateful for the small relief that makes the pain more tolerable. The only problem is that Botox numbs my overactive bladder so much that I now have to catheter to pee. That presents a whole new set of challenges, like making sure I always have an adequate supply on hand, since I can't even go without using a catheter now. It's a constant fight with my insurance to cover the cast as well, since in their almighty power over my life, they think they know better than I how many I will need on a monthly basis. This procedure is expensive and so are the casts, but at least I'm not in a constant panic trying to find a bathroom everywhere we go. With so many other things out of my control, it's nice to finally be able to leave the house without fear of having an accident. I hope that I haven't scared anyone who thinks Botox might be an option for them because it really has been life-changing for me. I am eternally grateful for new discoveries that make living with a disease like MS more manageable.